This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world building warrior Angeline Trevina and the queen of flawed protagonists, H.B. Line. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode number 70 of Unstoppable Authors. I haven't got Holly with me today, but I do have fellow fantasy author J.E. Nice, and we are talking all about creating characters. First up, a big thank you to our patrons who we hugely appreciate. Our patrons get early access to podcast episodes and all the hilarious backstage banter, all the things that Holly and I don't say on air. You can support us for just a few pounds a month over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. It would be really great if you could share this episode on social media, a screenshot, a link from where you're listening or even a selfie. Just remember to tag us so that we can share it too. We love hearing from our listeners and knowing that you're enjoying the show. Okay, so a personal update for me. This month sees huge numbers of the writing community attempting to write a 50,000 word novel in just 30 days as part of National Novel Writing Month or NaNoWriMo. I have chosen not to do NaNo this year. For one thing, my life is not something that allows me to dedicate myself to that kind of word count right now. And because I'm currently in the throes of editing my cyberpunk novel, Silkwash. At least... That was what I was supposed to be doing. But then a novella idea caught me by surprise, and so I'm also writing that. With a mere two-week deadline. Why do we do these things to ourselves? Of course, on top of all that, Holly and I are super busy putting everything together for Indie Fire, our online writers conference. That includes pre-recorded panel discussions and workshops, some live workshops on November the 28th, and a live on-video recording of this podcast. So yeah, I was already super busy before deciding to also write a novella. If you want to find out more about Indie Fire, attend the live workshops, or get access to the whole lot, check it out at IndieFire.uk. I have a question of the week for you, and that is, what character work do you do before writing your book? So it might be creating backstories, completing character sheets, or simply having their first name. We all approach writing very differently, and that's the wonderful thing about the author community. Right, on with today's topic of creating characters with J.E. Nice. I do apologise if you hear any fireworks in the background. Unfortunately, it's that time of year here in the UK. So anyway, here's the interview. So first up, if you can just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what it is that you write. Of course. Uh, My name is Jenny. I write under the pen name J.E. Nice um, at the moment. Uh, That is for my fantasy books. I'm a fantasy writer. 
and I've been writing fantasy since um, I was a teenager. I've got eight books published at the moment. Um, I always lose count. I've got eight <laughs> books published at the moment because <laughs> I'm working on another two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was first published in 2016. So I've been doing this for four years now, but I've been writing for a lot longer. And I've got um, those eight fantasy books are broken up into three different series. So my head's very much all over the place. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's me. My name's um, Jenny Lewis, but my pen name is J.E. Nice for fantasy books. Okay, and you you say that you've been writing since like your teen years. And what is it that drew you to the fantasy genre in particular? I kind of went through phases of writing. I think everyone does, don't they? So when I was um, very little, I was one of those pony mad girls. So all of my stories were about horses. Um, And then when I, like my early teens, it was all about the shiny vampires. That was when Buffy and Angel came out. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, my late teens, I just got really bored of shiny vampires. And I wanted something a bit more... I could say a bit more gory, but I think that actually came later. I, I just got really stuck. I just didn't know what I wanted. And I can't remember what year it was, but it was um, the first Lord of the Rings film, The Fellowship. Yeah. And that came out at the cinema. And I went to see that. And it was it was that film that did it for me, I think. I'd been kind of reading fantasy since before then because of all the vampire stuff. Mm. But I hadn't... That, I mean, it was a very, very narrow bit of the fantasy stuff I was reading and writing. And watching The Fellowship of the Ring was just, it kind of made me a bit speechless. Mm. Um, particularly that scene where they go into the mines of Moria and, yeah. and Gandalf lights up the stuff and lights up all the mines. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd had writer's block for months before then, just literally just staring at a blank document or a blank bit of paper for months, not knowing what to do. And after I got home from seeing that at the cinema, that was it. I was off. Ah. I, was, I was writing fantasy. And yeah, I've been writing different subgenres of fantasy and exploring more since then. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And what is it that led you down the indie author path? I um I always dreamed of the book deal and you know, getting the agent, getting the publisher, mm-hmm. going the traditional route. Because um I think we're about the same age, aren't we? So like when we were younger, it, self-publishing was not a thing. And yeah. it was, it was yeah. kind of frowned upon because it was more the vanity publishing thing. And so while I was working on basically just getting a book that I thought would be good enough, that was when self-publishing was starting to um, become a thing, you know. And I, uh, I, I wrote, it took me seven years to write the book I first published, um, I wrote another book in the middle of it, so it didn't take me the whole seven years. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and so I wrote, it was about the third novel that I finished writing, and I thought, okay, this one, this one might be good enough, maybe. Mm. And I started to get it ready. I'd already queried agents before on another book, but I hadn't really tried very hard because I didn't have a lot of confidence in it. And this book I did have confidence in, and I started to get everything ready. And I just thought, oh, this is going to take forever, though, isn't it? Because even if I'm lucky, finding an agent could take... A year or so maybe and then once you actually find the agent and they sell it to a publisher then it takes another year to actually for them to actually publish the book and I'm incredibly impatient mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to publish it now and on the other side of that I've, I've always wanted to run a business so it made sense at that point after doing a lot of research into self-publishing and, and building a business out of it and because it was becoming so popular 
yeah. that it made sense to have a go at indie, the indie route. Mm. And I just thought I'd give it a go, take it slow, see how it went. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So I just haven't stopped. <laughs> <since>. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think impatience is quite a common yeah. <laughs> trait in, in, the, in the author world. I know that both Holly and I will definitely admit that that is part of the reason we're both <laughs> indie as well uh, you know big respect to people who go and oh, yeah. down the trad route i'm like wow i yeah. couldn't i just couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking a lot about character and one one of the first things i i want to ask about character is do you think that the character requirements are different in different genres or do you think you can pretty much create a great character and then simply drop them into any kind of story i i think the answer to that is yes and no yeah <laughs> be awkward <laughs> I think I think in theory you can create a really good character and then drop them into a genre and let them go. But I think the genre will then shape the mm. character and change them a bit. So, for example, in one of my series, um, which is about sky pirates, I've got a pilot who likes strong coffee, chocolate cake, and she swears a lot. And I can't see her fitting into a romance novel mm. very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, but actually... I also think that a character who likes strong coffee and chocolate cake would fit brilliantly into yes. um, a romance novel. So she would just have to change a bit. I think she would just yeah. need tweaking. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think as long as the character is really well developed to a certain extent, and then you can drop them in to whatever situation you want to drop them into in whatever genre. And then I think the rest of the, the genre and, and the, the plot and whatever, you know, the situation will then shape who they are and, and how mm. they show themselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because obviously different genres have different reader expectations. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. That's what it's about, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> Although I, I, think... I would love to see that character in a yeah. romance. <laughs> oh, it's the thing. I, all of my characters are really quite quirky. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, I think all characters should have something a bit quirky. But I think all characters need to be, unless as long as they are human, I think they need to be human. Um, so, yeah, they all yeah. need something like that about them, don't they? We definitely all have something quirky about ourselves. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> so when you're creating a character, what sort of prep work do you do, such as like creating backstories, things like that, before you actually start writing? I think it depends on how the character comes to me. Because, you know, ideas come to you come to you in very different ways, don't they? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, often, when a character kind of starts forming in my head, it's just a case of playing with it. I don't even necessarily write anything down, which I need probably need to start doing as I get older because my, <laughs> my memory's starting to go. But uh, it's it's more about just I focus on that character a lot, and I it's more about daydreaming, putting that character into different situations, and then. Uh, that's how I find out about them. I often find out a character's backstory by making them have a conversation with another character and then mm. just more and more information about them will start to come out and they'll start forming. Uh, and then out of that, well, I'll often get the plot as well because I'll mm. get their story coming out. Or I'll, have, I'll think, oh, they're, they're like that. I wonder what they do in that situation. <laughs> 
<laughs> what if I threw that at them? So yeah, it's more just about playing with the idea of them. And, and the more I think about it, the more I daydream about it, the more I play with it, the, the more developed the character becomes. Um, eventually I will write it down. <laughs> yeah. But I know, I know a lot of people swear by character sheets and things and I don't yeah. do that. Um, it's only when I got to like book three of a series, I thought I really need to start doing character sheets because I've got a clue what colour eyes this character has. It's probably <laughs> I colour about five times. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's all those tiny little details yeah. that are the easy ones to lose, isn't it? You know, mo- it is, all definitely. the big stuff you can absolutely just carry in your head, but yeah. then you have all the... Um, tiny little details yeah, it's eye color or a certain way they wear the hair or something and you describe yeah. it at the beginning and by the time like, you get to the end of the book it's completely changed the, na- <laughs> the name of their brother's wife's yes. neighbor's dog <laughs> or even that their husband's wife neighbor's dog yeah. has a dog <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that i'm I, I admit I'm never fully convinced that I actually managed to make all of my characters sound very different to one another. And I, I do often worry that they actually just all sound like me. <laughs> so how do you ensure that your characters sound distinct from one another? I, the, ooh, you've touched on a thing there because I always feel like I don't know how true it is, but I feel like there's always at least one character in all of my books that sounds like me. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I Well, they're all different series and, and the characters are different enough and it'll be fine, I'm sure. But I think, <laughs> I think it's really difficult to have a character that doesn't have something about you. Yes. In them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I find that once you kind of get into the character story even if they start off sounding like me or they do something they have a quirk or something or a gesture or a look Mm. that that is very much me eventually the rest of them will just take over and kind of overshadow all of that and they'll become their own person Mm. um somehow i'm not even sure how that happens just (laughs) a bit magic (laughs) you know just writing organically i think is a is a a fine way There, there are a lot of us writers who just write organically and I, I I mean personally for me I I feel quite um overwhelmed by the work that other writers do you know like character sheets and yeah I do <laughs> I don't know how they don't get bored I was like can we, can we start writing yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely yeah I'm totally like that but yes I I think you're right about like every book we write ourselves into i definitely do that i I don't always know that i'm doing it at the time no when when i describe a character to somebody else i'm like oh okay that's me (laughs) (laughs) i've had my mum do that my mum will read one of my books and she'll be like you know you do that (laughs) (laughs) i had that once as well my brother read one of my books and he pointed out a character that he said was just like me and it she even had the same initials as me and i like i hadn't done that purposefully at all i had no idea (laughs) that's quite nice though that's quite nice there a reflection of you (laughs) it is yeah (laughs) i'm not sure it was particularly flattering but (laughs) oh it's fine um right so obviously the fantasy genre Mm. is full of 
these really great character tropes like the elderly mentor or the chosen one. So which of those character tropes are your favourites and which have you used in your books? I'm, I'm, I'm only really just started learning about tropes. I think that's something that you pick up on the more you mm. read and the more you watch films and things and you don't really notice them. <laughs> but I'm the chosen one because I think that's a huge trope it, that's everywhere. Yeah. And I kind of avoid that because it's, it, it gets on my nerves a bit, that one. Mm. Um, just because it is everywhere. Um, the elderly mental one is funny, you should say that one. Um, I think I've got a trope in each one of my series. Mm. Um, the elderly mental one made me laugh though because uh one of my one of my series is um a paranormal fantasy my erica murray books and the grandmother in that is minerva and she was never really meant to be but she is the elderly mentor she's i can't remember how old she is you see it's where i need a character sheet <laughs> she's <laughs> in her 80s or she's in her 70s late 70s early 80s something like that mm. anyway she's she's you know elderly um not that you would know it from her but yeah she's the one who's teaching the, the two protagonists, Erica and Jess, is teaching them how to, um, they're, they're all witches basically, and she's teaching them how to be witches and how to uh, use their gifts and, and how to speak to ghosts, which is also another big bit of the series. Cool. Uh, she's also incredibly interfering <laughs> for me as well. She's like the elderly mentor for, for her granddaughter, Erica, and for Erica's friend, Jess, but she's also a bit like that for me. She ruined the whole book for me, um, the first book, because I had a whole plot um, I had it outlined and I knew exactly where, where it was going and what was happening. And I wrote a scene with her and Erica when she says, um, oh, I haven't introduced you to Alfie yet. And Erica says, who's Alfie? And I was like, I don't know, who's Alfie? What are you talking about? <laughs> and it turns out Alfie was the character who derailed the whole thing and, and has turned it from a four series, a four book series into a God knows how long there's going to be books in this <laughs> series. Oh, that's um, so yeah, I think she is very much the elderly mentor I don't think I have anyone else like that in any of my other books but I think she's my favorite at the moment um mm. well from that lot she's my favorite trope I've got um an evil overlord trope in awesome. my first series um which I mean that's um it's kind of a it's sort of a good and evil but I've I've been very careful to make it not, not a, like a black and white good and evil there's a lot of gray areas mm. in there but yeah there's an evil overlord in a form of a dragon or dragons nice. depending on how you <laughs> want to look at it in the, in that series um, and I was really, again, I didn't want to do the whole, the world is going to end and we need to save the world trope, but I still ended up doing the evil overlord one without really realizing mm. that that's what was happening. Um, but my favorite trope in anything, in any genre as well, but especially fantasy is the reluctant hero one. I love <laughs> really cynical, yeah, a really yeah. cynical character who does not want to be there and why do they have to be the one to save the world or to stop this bad thing from happening or whatever yeah um, yeah that's that's my favorite in any in any situation <laughs> I think that's that's my favorite as well and yeah. of, of course I mean I, I write dystopia and uh, that's like the perfect genre yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think I've got reluctant heroes I think all my characters are reluctant heroes <laughs> none of them really want to be there yeah that's definitely me writing myself into my books again <laughs> <laughs> so you are just about to launch a brand new genre under yes. a new pen name so can you tell us a bit about that and what prompted you to branch out into a new genre 
Yeah, um, I'm going to start writing fantasy, no, I'm not, I'm already writing fantasy (laughs) books, sorry, I'm going to start writing romance books, (laughs) romance novels, Um, and it was something that I said I would never do, because I always kind of like, oh, romance, mushy and gooey, and 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 I'm not very good at writing in the real world, I, uh, eventually a dragon or something will always pop Uh, up, Yeah, and (laughs) it's just very difficult for me to to Mm -hmm. do that. and then the more, sorry, the more I um, write fantasy, the more romance subplots keep popping up. Ah. And kind of the older I get, the more the romance started taking over. <laughs> and actually my paranormal fantasy is kind of it's quite heavy on the romance. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as I was getting older, I was starting to watch, I mean, I've always loved watching rom-coms and things, but I'll start mm-hmm. watching a lot more rom-coms. And I started watching those Hallmark Christmas romance uh, films. Yeah. Love them. <laughs> the easier the better. <laughs> I think it's an age thing. I think I've just started to read <laughs> And I've had readers who have read uh, the Erica Murray books that I write that um, have a lot of romance in them. I think I've got readers who read those for the romance and don't particularly like the monster elements or the ghost elements and the you know the spooky bits and they said to me um have you ever considered writing romance and I'm like well sort of yeah <laughs> so I thought I'd give it a go and I've just started I've just finished a Christmas romance novella mm. which was a lot of fun <laughs> it was a lot of fun to do so that was going to be my first romance my first little um kind of testing the waters in the romance mm. so yeah starting a new pen name uh, which is going to be my big thing of the next year i think um the pen name is going to be jennifer nice um jennifer is my jennifer nice was my was my name before i got married nice is my maiden name so that's why i want to use that name for all of my books mm. that's why my fantasy name is je nice uh so i'm just trying to use different configurations of my yeah. my maiden name for that um so yeah that's going to be the new pen name it's exciting yeah <laughs> Very cool. So how are you finding writing romance rather than fantasy? So which parts are you finding a challenge? And are there actually sections of romance that are easier than fantasy? I think there are a lot of easier bits in there. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I think because when you put characters into a fantasy book, they don't necessarily want to be there and they don't necessarily want to go where you're pushing them <laughs> the direction where you know you want them to go and sometimes it can feel like a bit of a fight to get there whereas with romance it feels very much like you've put two characters you drop two characters into a story and they want to meet each other and they want to get together mm-hmm. and so they're rushing for it and you're just all you have to do is just hold them back a bit by putting these little, bit of these little obstacles in the way so in that respect it feels a lot easier writing mm-hmm. this christmas romance the words just kind of fell out because it just it did just feel so much easier because you know it was where they wanted to go whereas from writing um i'm also working on a novel about um sky pirates at the moment and none of those characters want to be there they're all annoyed (laughs) (laughs) it's just really hard (laughs) Um, yeah it is also quite challenging i think it's going to be challenging not to put fantasy elements in there are Uh, hints of ghosts in this christmas romance because Mm. i just can't help myself i've got an idea for a romance novel and then as I was writing out, Bigfoot came into it. So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Mm, and, definitely. Uh, yeah. No, I can, I can definitely empathise with that. I'm exactly the same. 
it's just really hard. I do have, I love monsters and action and explosions and things like that in my stories. So mm. keeping it nice and calm, but um, <laughs> it's nice. It's just nice to write an anxiety free uh, relationship as well. I think, I think that, I think the romance stuff coming out this year is quite, um, I don't know if it would have happened if uh, 2020 hadn't been such the year that it is. Yeah. Need that escapism without any of the anxiety. It's quite mm. nice to just sit back and let two characters head towards each other. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds, actually, it sounds lovely. And I'm yeah. like, I could do with writing a book like that. <laughs> it's just like no <laughs> anxiety. quite good therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sounds lovely. So, so obviously you've got your, Christmas book coming up and what else are you working on at the moment and what are your plans for next year so yeah I've got the yeah the Christmas romance which is called um well the, I'm at the moment it's called with Christmas bells on and I don't think that's going to change I think that is the title mm. uh hopefully going to get I mean hopefully before Christmas would be nice <laughs> uh hopefully before the end of November we'll see how it goes it's getting there though so yeah that, that's the next book that'll be out and that'll be under the new pen name a bit scary kind of starting from scratch mm. with that one um and then my third fantasy series which is my no masters or king series i've got the second book in that which is called in feverish haste which ironically is taking me ages to write <laughs> uh, i i need to finish the first draft of that because it's just it's it's been going on for far too long they are the most stubborn characters i've ever had and they are great fun to be around but it's just quite difficult it's like herding cats um getting them to do anything so that's my plan for the rest of this year is to finish that book yeah and, <laughs> pen name. Uh, and then next year i made a plan actually um for all of my writing and publishing ready mm -hmm. for next year and it's as it always is for me incredibly overly ambitious it's never mm -hmm. going to happen <laughs> fantasy wise i'm going to be uh writing some more erica murray books because um people seem to like those and i like writing them so hopefully another two of those books some more no masters or kings books if the characters will let me write anything about them um and then yeah carrying on with the romance lot i i've gotten into writing novellas recently so i'm hopefully going to write another three christmas romances ready for next christmas mm -hmm. uh, so create a little collection of four novellas and I'm doing the same actually with a fantasy a new fantasy series with that as well mm. because I just think novellas I want to test the market for that but also they're quite good fun to write so I learned something I learned this year novellas are quite fun um so yeah just focusing on the romance stuff and continuing series next year and we'll see how it goes I mean I think it was I counted it and it was like oh I'm going to write nine books <laughs> I mean a lot of those are very short novellas so it's not that much of a big thing mm. But I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But I'll, I'll say it is and we'll see, we'll see how far you we go. You never know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have something to aim for. But exactly. yeah, you're absolutely right. Novellas are really fun to write. I write a lot mm. of novellas. And um, in a busy modern world, a lot of people read books on their commute. So yeah. actually shorter books do very well. Maybe not so much this year because no one's been commuting. <laughs> there is no commute. <laughs> but, uh, but no, short books um, have really risen up in popularity. So yeah. yeah, and yeah, they are so much fun to write. They are. And I mean, from a, from a business point of view, you can write them and release them mm. a lot quicker than you can a full-length novel. It's just... Yeah. 
that, that part is a lot easier, which is quite, it's just a nice feeling to finish something, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> that is a lovely feeling. <laughs> so just to finish up, can you just let us know where we can find you online? Yep. Uh, all of my books are, well, all the links to my books can be found on my website, which is J-E Nice, all one word, N-I-C-E, like the biscuit. So J-E Nice, <laughs> all one word, uh, .co.uk. Um, and if you are on Instagram, I practically live there. Mm. And my username <laughs> is <laughs> at right into the woods. And it's right as in W-R-I-T-E as in writing. Uh, right into the woods is, yeah, my Instagram. And yeah. Uh, otherwise, if you can find me on Amazon, I'm on there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we uh, we spend a lot of time on Instagram together, don't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so to absolutely finish this off completely, I am going to throw a would you rather question okay. at you. And I promise I haven't been too mean. I, I say <laughs> really horrible ones for Holly. Um, <laughs> so this is just a, a fun would you rather question that you have okay, not okay. seen before. You are completely unprepared. <laughs> so would you rather take care of one dragon that was the size of an elephant or 20 dragons the size of small cats? Oh, God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My immediate response is one big dragon. Mm-hmm. Because when you said, what was it, 20 small dragons or something? Yeah, 20 I, small just, dragons. Just imagine the noise. They oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think one, one big dragon, because at least you can ask him to shut up. <laughs> yeah, and you always know where it is. Yes. You're not, yeah. not going to lose that one, You can do you? some training and stuff, and, or have a chat, depending on what kind of dragon it is. Have a little <laughs> chat with them and say, you know what, just... <laughs> Yes, even if you do have some big, big poos to scoop out of your garden. That's, that's the price you have to pay sometimes, isn't it? I mean. It is. It's, it's hard to be a dragon owner, but you know. <laughs> right, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So just a reminder of our question of the week, what character work do you do before writing your book? Remember that you can get all of our patron benefits by joining us at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. And don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for unstoppable authors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. If you want even more of us, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and our show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles are at unstoppableauthors.com. We want to connect with you. Join our Guild of Unstoppable Authors via our website and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. We also have a Facebook group where we hold each other accountable, share our goals and successes and encourage each other to be unstoppable. You can find that at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we are unstoppable authors.
If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. See you next week.